Hello, and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm Dude, and across the universe is Andy. Say hello to the folks, Andy. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Welcome to the show. Thank you. It is going swell, as the kids are saying these days. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. It's sunny. Oh, yeah. It's warm-ish. And we're going to party. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. I'm partying over here. I'm pretty nice. excited. Got a bunch of new records out today. Yep. Listen to the new Kendrick Lamar. It's pretty exciting. Cool. Got Record Store Day coming up and, uh, uh-huh. next weekend. All right. So I guess I should properly say hello, everybody. Welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast, where us album nerds, me and Andy, we love music. We are fans of listening to whole albums. That's entire collections of songs by an artist that they purposely put together and release. And this is our chance to talk about it. And you can listen and you can comment and you can get involved at albumnerds.com. So, yeah, you were mentioning uh, Record Store Day, Andy? Yes, I was. I was. It's uh, April 22nd, which is like next Saturday. Nationwide, you got anything, uh, got your eye on anything? Oh, man. Dude, this list is huge. So just go, so Record Store Day is basically a special day once a year. This is the 10th annual at uh, independent record stores, and they have all this special stuff, special releases that are just for Record Store Day. They're in limited supply. Um, There are lists at recordstoreday.com you can do the pdf list which is just text the web page which is loads really slow because there's so much um but yeah there's some fun stuff but if you were looking at the list it's pretty cool it tells you how many are available nationwide so for instance if you want the andre 3000 altogether now seven inch vinyl there's five thousand available so make sure and get to your local record store uh, to get the things you want. But man, the list is huge. I mean, we're talking Johnny Cash, The Cure, Miley Cyrus, um, Big Star, Avenged Sevenfold, The Beatles, The Doors. I mean, pretty much anything you can think of, these record companies are releasing special 12-inch EPs, LPs, um, it's just crazy. Anything specific you're going to be looking for? Because I'm kind of, I'll take what I can find is how it's going to come down. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so much, like you were saying, it's just really blown up the last few years in terms of the number of records people people putting out. And it's, it's not just like new material. It's like reissues, remasters, you know, mm-hmm. live recordings from 30 years ago. Um, but yeah, there's a, actually uh, some soundtracks that I'm a fan of, like uh, Star Wars, Blade Runner, uh, Space Jam, <laughs> are all being oh. reissued on vinyl. <laughs> I believe I can fly. Hey man, that's a good soundtrack. <laughs> Do you say so? Uh, yeah. So I guess I guess those soundtracks probably be top of my list. There is also a limited edition box set from Thelonious Monk. I'm kind of excited about. 
but you know, I don't really get into the collecting side of things as much as as other people. You know, I'm more yeah. about the records. The I'd much albums. rather, yeah, get the stuff. Like a couple of years ago, they did a Mad Season mm-hmm. um, album on vinyl, and I just wanted to have a vinyl copy, and it costs more than I like to admit. It's probably twenty or twenty five bucks. Um, but I wanted to have it on vinyl and that was my opportunity to do it. So I did it. Uh, but what I will tell people to do is go to recordstoreday.com. right at the top. You can put in your city state zip or store name to see the local stores that are doing this event. So it's fun. Yeah. It's good. Great. The local store. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with some people we probably have similar tastes with. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it, and and always, whenever I went, it wasn't just the new stuff that was on sale. They'd have dollar vinyl bins of decent quality stuff. It's just these uh, independent stores' opportunity to get the place full. And uh, you can find deals on old CDs, cassettes, depending on the place. It's not just the record store day official stuff that you can get good deals on. So um, it's well worth the trip and go early. Yeah. To get all the good stuff. Fast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's next Saturday, the 22nd. Um, check it out. Get some cool rare music. Say hi to your local record store owner. Support the local independent music scene. Please do. Oh, and some stores sometimes have like live music and stuff going on that day too. So oh, yeah. can't lose. I believe um, in fly. your area, the store there has that. So go. Okay. You too. Go. <laughs> go. <laughs> Everybody go. All right. So shall we get to business here? Yeah, let's let's see what have we got in the docket today. We're gonna, uh, gonna touch base on our central jazz and blues projects. I know you got a, a blues record you want to talk about. I'm not gonna. I got a jazz one. Yeah, that's uh, been striking our fancies. And uh, yeah, let's do that. Hmm. That got me there. The blues. Mm-hmm. All right. So for me, we're talking about Albert King, born under a bad sign. Uh, 1967, um, one of the most popular and influential blues albums of the late 60s. Um, it is, well, I, I guess it was adi- originally a bunch of singles that they put together. So that's part of the uh, idea behind it is why the songs are so strong. And then he did these sessions with Booker T and the MGs as the house band. And um, it's just a beautiful blues album with electric guitar, wailing riffs, good flow, but it also feels traditional. Uh, Albert King's vocals uh, sound somewhat bluesy, forlorn, and it's a great mix. It's a super influential record. People like Eric Clapton, 
people like Jimi Hendrix are largely, hugely influenced by um, Albert King. In Strange Brew, from Cream's 1967 album Disraeli Gears, Clapton paid homage to King by using the solo from his song Oh Pretty Woman in that song. <laughs> really, it's the exact same notes, or is it actually pulled from the record? Well, he played it. Clapton played it, but gotcha. they didn't sample back then, Andy. So <laughs> what was your impression of this? Yeah, well, as soon as you listen to it, very from the, the opening track, which is the, the title track, um, yeah, you can hear Eric Clapton immediately, <laughs> which is awesome. And um, I guess my, I don't know if I had to call it a complaint, but you can definitely, like you mentioned earlier, how they were all a bunch of singles that were kind of lumped together. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, they sound, the tracks have a lot of variety to the sounds um, and even the recording quality, I think varies quite a bit as you go through the record. But yeah, there's so many moments in here that sounds like other bands that would, would come to be more popular in the 70s. It's, um, I hear a lot of the doors on a few other tracks. Uh-huh. Well, from, again, from a lot of what I've read about this, so his this was his major breakthrough and he was 44 at the time. So he had been t- toiling for quite some time. The title track has been covered by Cream, P- Peter Green, Paul Butterfield, and Jimi Hendrix and Robin Ford. I mean, I think what's more important here is the influence yeah. than necessary. I mean, it's a great blues album. I really enjoy it. A lot of the blues stuff was compilations. You know, because you'd have these random recordings of of these artists that weren't able to put together whole albums. They weren't being supported by major labels. So they'd record three demos with the 50 bucks they could scrape together. So that's why there's some disjointedness in the older blues albums where they're not necessarily a fully uh, formed piece of art, but instead everything they've done and uh i really like this one and it it's important to note albert king was one of the first major artists to use the flying v guitar you know that v-shaped we think of now as like a hair metal thing um he used and i think that's pretty freaking cool okay so here's the title track born under a bad sign albert king good tune yeah obviously classic classic sound there for sure i found a i found a weird quote from him on the okay internet. i was reading about him he was apparently he likes to tell people that he's the half brother of bb king okay i think it's kind of a it's kind of a joke because he gets uh gets that question a lot that's funny but uh just to clarify they are not related i didn't even think it's, of that how dumb am i that was the first thing I thought of. Was like Albert King. Is that like uh, it didn't a surname even dawn on for BB King? Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So well, he is considered one of the three kings of blues. 
Okay. Who's Freddie? BB? I guess. <laughs> um, I guess he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few years back. Anyway, that's it. That's my uh, blues discovery, and and it's helping me on my my quest to understand blues and how it connects and relates to uh, the music I love. Cool, man. That's definitely a very influential record. Good choice. Um, Albert King, Born Under a Bad Sign. That's right. All right. So I got a jazz record here I want to talk about. Let's get jazzy. Nice. I can still play. (laughs) It's an amazingly quick transition there between the microphone and the horn, dude. Impressive. Oh, it's all set up. I've got a full setup here. Guitars, drums, the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, so the record I've been digging lately um, is from Wayne Shorter. It's this classic record from 1966, Speak No Evil. And this record is kind of makes popular what they call modal jazz, which is basically using scales instead of chords um, for the soloing parts. So it's a style that uh, Miles Davis and um, John Coltrane both ended up using. But uh, Wayne makes a, a really nice, clear statement on that approach here. Um, so kind of a moody, darker record. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the sounds are kind of eerie and creepy sounding. Um, some of the the titles are are creepy as well. Um, I'm gonna play uh track seven here, dance cadavers. That's Give not creepy that. at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's do it. Yeah, really nice and smooth, but get that little tinge of darkness to it, a little sadness. Well, yeah, that's what I love about jazz, that style. I mean, yeah. I can, I was, even during that short clip, I had my eyes closed because you can't help <laughs> it. You know, I feel like I should be drinking a snifter of brandy or something, sitting in a yeah. smoky club. <laughs> it's definitely uh, transportive and kind of, oh, yeah. yeah. So there's a really cool quote from uh, from Wayne. He said when he was uh, sitting down to record this record, um, he was thinking about misty landscapes and wildflowers and strange, dimly seen shapes, the kind of place where folklore and legends are born. And I think, uh, I think he captures that sentiment nicely. Um, just real quick, there's also some really other, really um, famous... People who play on this record, uh, Herbie Hancock is on piano. Ron Carter plays bass. You may know him from uh, Tribe Called Quest. And uh, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet. Trumpet. <laughs> trumpet. And uh, <laughs> Elvin Jones plays drums. So they're a really good group of guys. Um, this is one of those records that 
I think his definitely still stands up quite a bit uh, in terms of that sound of like the early 60s. And yeah, yeah, I know. I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I know you said you've listened to it a few times and had some good uh, good listening experiences. Yeah, I'm not like a big jazz man normally. I mean, I enjoy it. uh, But this album itself, what a great listen. I mean, to anybody. I don't care if you like jazz or not. I think in the right situation... You could just listen to this and kind of get carried on a journey. I mean, the trumpet there is <laughs> amazing. Finally, you screwed up. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah, so Wayne Shorter, Speak No Evil, give it a check out. It's a, it's a classic for a reason. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. All right. So we have other places to go. We have a change of directions here. We're going to talk about a little bit of rock and roll. Yeah! (laughs) Go from smooth, uh, harmonious jazz music into... Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) We'll work on that. We'll do a workshop. I'll, I'll teach you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So was it two weeks ago? One of my fair bands put out a new record, uh, Mastodon. I know we're both pretty excited about that new mm-hmm. release. The album's called Show or Show Yourself. The album's called uh, Emperor <laughs> of Sand. <laughs> wow! For, you just showed yourself. <laughs> yeah, Show Yourself is the first single. Um. Yeah. So, what were your initial thoughts when you first heard this a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So, it came out March thirty first. I have really liked it immediately. I have struggled with Mastodon over the years. Not that they're not good. In your, this is one case where you actually were the one that got me into them in the first place. So, one for you, a hundred for me. Um. <laughs> And you got me into them, I think, around the time of um, Blood Mountain. And I bought that on vinyl, loved that album, um, listened back to the other albums. And then since Crack the Sky, there have been, what, The Hunter and one other? What was the other? Yeah, the previous one was Once More Around the Sun. Yeah. And... I'd listen to them and just not be super enthused. Not that they weren't good, but nothing lit a fire under me to make it a part of regular rotation. And this one, for me, is a perfect blend of the more accessible them with the progressive rock them, as well as um, an overarching concept. So for me, it's the best of both worlds, or all three worlds, that Mastodon has kind of encapsulated. But what do you think? Yeah, I w- you know, I've struggled with this record. I, I was really excited when it first came out. You know, everybody was saying it was kind of a return to form for them. And there's definitely tracks on here that I like. Um, the single, though, Show Yourself, that came out a few weeks before the album. It's by far the most catchy sound they've ever done. By far the most radio friendly. 
Would you I say? Agree. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Can I play that one real quick? You got it. Yeah, so I heard that and I was like, oh my God, no, it's happened. <laughs> They're going to put out like a, a pop rock record. Um, Come on. <laughs> a little extreme there, but I, I like Mastodon for their more epic kind of sprawling Sludge. tracks like they did. Yeah, the sludginess of Leviathan and then the, the prog on Crack the Sky and Blood Mountain was exciting for me. Um, cause I felt like they were making that music a little bit more accessible than it had been from other bands, a little more polished, a little more intriguing with the stories and stuff. But these last three records, you know, they're really focusing a lot more on creating like songs that stand on their own, which I think show yourself is a good example. It doesn't really fit into the album when I listen to it. Listen to the words, Andy. Yeah, Listen and that's another words. thing. Like, usually I get the story. I cracked this guy. I think the story was a pretty incredible part of the album. But on this record, I don't really see how the story that I've read about is really heard in the music at all. Wow. Wrong again. <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> no, seriously, there's a lot of divided opinions on this album um, from what I've seen through the reviews that are out there. Uh, I've looked at the Metacritic stuff and there's as low as 50s, I guess, out of 100 and as high as A pluses in 90s. <laughs> so I think it's mostly because people are judging this based on it being Mastodon and their sure. expectations. Yep. If you just listen to this as a metal record independently, I think it's really listenable and enjoyable and it's got enough variety um, to please a lot of palates. And for those who maybe haven't listened to Mastodon before, I think this is a good one to get to know the different elements that their previous work has um, included. At least that's my take. This is, for me so far, the most fun to listen to even though the the story under the under the hood is a little darker it's a ultimately hinting about um some of the band members dealing with uh family members with cancer although it's not um mentioned directly basically the story is um about a traveler through the sands and they are being tormented by basically the specter of death. And so I think that it's more about the fear and, and uh, all that that comes with maybe losing somebody. So that was what I got. Yeah. No, I'd agree with you. It's a good place to start. If you had never heard them before. And, you know, if, if it was a new band and this was their first record, I probably would be excited about it. But I would probably also say I look forward to when they put out a more 
um it's just more of a creative less uh song more of an album structured record you know i i think this is more that i think this is more of a structured album than the last two yeah i would agree i would agree that's I'd probably I... like this more than the last two but mm-hmm. certainly not more than the first uh first three four yeah it's <laughs> sorry for me it's in the top three of their albums yeah for me cool uh the just one thing i want to mention the vocals there are three guys now that sing in this band and it didn't it wasn't always that way yeah and to me it sounds like all three of them are better singers than they used to be cleaner way better (laughs) singers than they used to be and I think that's part of what makes this more accessible to someone who maybe wouldn't like sludgy music when the vocals are also sludgy. I think this is, a, again, I'll use uh, accessible, but I think it really helps. I I think it helps deliver a more comfortable listen for people whose ears are older like mine. And these guys have been doing this for 17 years, so... You know, yeah, it's interesting hearing how they've progressed, especially in the vocals, like you were saying. Um, I think the Hunter, like two albums before this one, was when the, the drummer Brand started doing the vocals, and he you could tell like he was still trying to figure it out on that record, but now he handles a lot more of the vocal duties on this record, and it sounds sounds way better than it did before. So yeah, they're definitely growing, and you know, people change, their bands change as they go through their careers and not holding against them but uh yeah i still enjoy those older records more i'd say the top songs on here the highlights for me are sultan's curse that's the opener Mm -hmm. show yourself because i think it's a it could actually be something other people know (laughs) i think it'll become popular (laughs) um roots remain which is titled eons on the vinyl version if anyone out there has the vinyl and um, I liked Scorpion Breath too, quite a bit. Track ten. Yeah, I really like Roots Remains too. And the last track isn't too bad either. Um, Jaguar God, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, why don't we do a little Roots Remain? All right. Just to give a taste of something different, a little more traditional for them. good stuff yeah 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 i really do like that song that make you happier <laughs> i always like to close on a good note so yeah mastodon emperor sand definitely worth listening to no matter which uh which side you follow on yeah if you love mastodon you'll like it enough if you're unsure and you like heavy metal hard rock i say give it a shot this is a good place to start. And then work your way back. 
So saith the dude. <laughs> nice. All right, man. You happy with that? Do we feel fulfilled? Have we reached our potential as album nerds? I think my nerd has been uh, satiated. Oh, yeah. God. Why do you always make it sound wienery? Whenever you, <laughs> whenever you like something, you're like, oh, my nerd has been satiated. There's nothing wienery about <laughs> satiated. <laughs> okay. Anyone out there? Albumnerds.com. Does Andy say stuff that's wienery? If so, leave a comment and let us know. Uh, yeah, hit us up on Twitter and symbol at Album Nerds. Love to hear what you think about <laughs> about that. <laughs> You're being careful with how you speak now. <laughs> I like that. So, All right. Check out the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and of course our website, albumnerds.com. Albumnerds with an A. That's right. With an A. And again, if it sounds wienery, let us know. All right. <laughs> Y'all have a great week. Andy, you have a good week. We'll talk soon, and we'll talk a little bit more about some music. All y'all, peace out. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs> what? Wienery? Is that even a word? It is. <laughs> now. Sounds like a wine movie. <laughs>